It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures here on The Sports Animal. My name is Josh Ward. The show is presented by Twin Peaks each and every week on The Sports Animal. And tonight's show is going to be a busy one with Austin Price of AllQuest stopping by here in just a few minutes. I have a conversation with him about the latest decommitment for Tennessee. Tennessee's had two of them in the last week. There is some work to do with the numbers as well with less than two weeks to go before the early signing period, December 16th. So that is two weeks from yesterday will be the start of the early signing period. So Tennessee has to manage some numbers as they're going to look at the transfer market coming up. We'll get to that here in segment number one. We'll have a freshman focus in segment number two as there might be a freshman starting at quarterback for Tennessee this weekend and other players will need to step up. Jeremy Pruitt will talk about players who have improved, especially over the last several weeks with extra practice time, extra reps to get ready for these final few games of the season. We're going to get to all of that tonight here on Football Futures. It's here every week thanks to Twin Peaks, which is located on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. It's between Kingston Pike and Parkside Drive. Twin Peaks is a great option. If you are looking for a place to stop in and watch the game, you can enjoy a meal, enjoy an ice-cold beverage, and watch the game on one of their many TVs all over the place at Twin Peaks. On North Shore Drive between Paper Mill and Kingston Pike, when you go in, you'll see the beer temperature right there on the wall. They always let you know just how cold that draft beer is. It's at Twin Peaks, making football futures happen each and every week. And I want to begin this show with a conversation I had earlier in the week with Austin Price of AllQuest.com. I called him up after Terrence Lewis, the highly tatted linebacker from the state of Florida, announced his decommitment from Tennessee. And he did say that Tennessee is still his favorite and the Vols are in the picture, so Tennessee is not out of it. But Tennessee lost the commitment of Terrence Lewis and Demarius McGee, the cornerback last week from Florida who decommitted from the Vols. He also is still considering Tennessee. But obviously, if you lose commitments, that's not good, especially just a couple weeks to go before signing day. So here's my conversation with Austin Price of VolQuest.com about what he thought hearing the news that Terrence Lewis decommitted earlier in the week and Demarius McGee had done the same late last week. Yeah, I mean, I thought McGee was by far the bigger of the two news from Tennessee's side. I mean, I get that, you know, Terrence is rated a little bit higher, but you know, I think from an important standpoint, you know, a six-one corner is, and a guy that you know Tennessee really coveted a lot is more important than than you know another inside linebacker. Um, Tennessee's a little bit a little bit deeper at that position than they are uh, a corner. So, in my opinion, like the loss of Lewis definitely stings. Um, but you know, had you asked Tennessee fans or anybody really that's followed recruiting back before the first football was kicked off in late September who's most likely to not be in this class come December, I think everybody would have said Terrence Lewis just because he constantly is all over the Twitter and he's flirting and he's, he's loving, you know, Oh, Nebraska, Oh, Texas A&M. He, you know, he, he gets real excited about all that Twitter love. Yeah. Somebody, uh, a friend of mine texted me and asked, has he decommitted before? And I actually had to pause and think to make sure that he hadn't actually decommitted. He had just, you know, tweeted out different stuff. And and that's probably why you're right. Uh, the, the, the issue would, I guess, be combining the two. That's no good. Uh, but then the follow-up that I'm sure fans wonder is, well, could something else happen? And part of that might be what happens on the field, right? But what do you think about where things stand with other commitments as after Lewis announced his decommitment, a bunch of committed players reaffirmed their commitments on Twitter. Caden Salter did it again, and then other players as well. 
Well, I think if you're if you're a leader in the class and you don't, and you plan on signing with Tennessee, that's the the right move because you want to show solidarity and and show that this is not about to be mass exodus. I will say this: I do think there'll be more decommitments over the next you know week or two, and that's just because I think Tennessee ultimately was going to be trying to find some room, anyways, for this class. Tennessee had at the one point had 26 commits; they were going to have to lose some anyways. But with the one-time transfer waiver likely coming into effect uh, after the first of the year, Josh, it makes sense to leave a spot or two open for a potential transfer quarterback, transfer linebacker, pass rusher, cornerback, tight end, uh, or any spot of need. Yeah, how how is managing numbers right now for the coaching staff? What's that like considering all the unknown of 2021? Plus, Tennessee has a large number of commitments currently, even with the two most recent decommitments. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, the numbers always work themselves out, you know, but it, at the same time, you know, this is a different year. This is during a pandemic. This is <laughs> kids can't take visits. So, like, you know, it to me, it behooves Tennessee, if you're going to move on from a kid, for that to happen in the next couple of days. Because you're now, you know, at, at, you know, at, at Wednesday, you know, which is, you know, two weeks out from the first signing day. Uh, so, that's – that, that that's we're getting you know as, as uh, the old Apollo 13 line the, the earth's getting bigger in the window and uh you know we're getting uh, down to uh you know crunch time maybe the question is do you even know how to answer this question but uh in terms of stacking odds for starting quarterback next year would you go Harrison Bailey is the favorite for that you have Caden Salter is going to come in and you mentioned the possibility of a transfer quarterback Tennessee could look at that market how would you kind of weigh those odds for 2021 at quarterback well, I mean, I, I don't think you could weigh the odds. I think, you know, it would be a bet that's not allowed to be, you know, the, the odds wouldn't be allowed. Keep that to be. one off the board right now? <laughs> yeah, I think it would totally be off the board because Harrison Bailey's not played enough to warrant being any kind of favorite. Um, now, if he plays well the last three weeks, you know, I, I think then he would be, you know, pigeonholed the favorite heading in. But, you know, Salter will be here in January, so he'll be able to go through spring, providing we have a spring. And – uh I think that, uh, you know, this is a, a quarterback spot and a quarterback room that'll look a lot different come uh, next August. Austin Price of VolQuest.com. That's where you can read his work. You can catch him on The Nation on the Sports Animal on Sunday evenings alongside Chris Lowe. Uh, how important do you think will, will the next two weeks be? I say the next two weeks because that's before signing day begins on December 16th. How important will they be for what recruits are paying attention to? Well, I think they'll be important. I mean, Tennessee obviously needs to show a better product on the field. You hate to say it, but I mean, like, you know, they're not going to be favored. They're definitely not favored this weekend. They're not going to be favored next week against Texas A&M. And, and Vanderbilt, while they look like they were starting to kind of mesh well a couple of weeks ago, looks like more of a dumpster fire now with people, more and people opting out. And they fired Coach Mason. They lost 41-0 on the road at Missouri. Um, so, it, in my opinion, you know, Tennessee needs to find a way to, do something they've not done, which is play a close game against one of these rival games. You know, can they play Florida close? You know, every time, you know, they've went out there over the last couple of years, Tennessee's either won a close game or got beat by 21 plus. There's not really been an in-between. What do you think are the chances that Tennessee responds this weekend? Could Harrison Bailey be some kind of spark plug to help Tennessee with that on Saturday? I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out how important, you know, having an older quarterback who sets protections and, 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 and changes some you know, stuff in the run game, uh, you know, is for Tennessee. Because Tennessee goes up there and they run it well Saturday, then, you know, in theory, you could, you know, run similar, you know, the game plans you run against Auburn and, and, and Arkansas. Those were game plans where Harrison could have already been starting. 
And and honestly, I, I go back to what I've said for the last couple of weeks, and that's if Jeremy Pruitt had started Harrison Bailey post Kentucky, post the the multiple, you know, pick sixes against Kentucky, the anger and angst among fans they're still there a little bit, but it would not be near what it is. And and I think that Tennessee fans are, you know, have honestly they're they're so so tired of Jarrett Garantano that they're just now transitioning that frustration from Jarrett Garantano over to Jeremy Pruitt because Coach Pruitt continues to send number two out there, but that won't be the case this week. How wild is the swing in the conversation from what we would have talked about with Tennessee football after two weeks of the season to what we're talking about right now with, with everything, recruiting, the, the play on the field, the coaching staff, all of it? Well, it, it's dramatic. I mean, you go back and, I mean, the fans right now are really frustrated with, with Coach Pruitt. Um, you know, they, they got frustrated with Coach Jones because, you know, he never would, you know, take the loss, take the blame himself. He would blame players. He'd blame other coaches, you know, and they got frustrated with that. Well, Coach Pruitt's the exact opposite. He comes out there every week if Tennessee loses and he places blame on himself. Now they're tired of hearing that. So now this is a fan base that just wants to win, Josh. They want to, they, they want to turn the corner. They see other teams able to do it. They have not been able to do it. And so I think that's the, the biggest frustration is it's, you know, over a decade of building up to this point. So now their, their uh, patience, on people or players is just so razor thin. And so that's why you've seen such a switch from being 2-0 and and having the lead in Athens, Georgia, even if that was a bit of fool's gold, and where they're at now. What do you think is most important to know about the undecided targets out there? Uh, Nyland Green's been a big name, Taiwan Malone. Tennessee's still looking for linebacker help, even more so maybe, I guess, with Lewis decommitting. What's important to know there? And I guess if, if you want to include that, Lewis and McGee both saying that they'll still consider Tennessee, how much do you factor that in? Well, I think you have to factor it in. Tyon Evans did, and he's yeah. already back in the fold. So um, I think you definitely factor it in. And, and, and I think the longer that the McGee recruitment goes, the better. I think if, if he were to sign early, it probably favors a team like LSU. If he waits till February, I think Tennessee's got a real shot there to win him back in the end. Um, you know, that's a kid that hasn't taken a lot of visits. In fact, he's taken zero visits. So he's not been anywhere and kind of burst on the scene during COVID and all that kind of, you know, recruiting right now is just kind of different than what it normally is. So, uh, you know, for, for those uncommitted guys, I mean, Nylon Green is, you know, a guy that Tennessee wants really bad, but he's been all over the map. Um, this is a guy that was going to put out a top five for about five months and never would do it and then finally did it. And then he was going to commit in the month of November and yet we're here in December. So, um, you know, that that one I, I still think would probably be Georgia if I, if I was a betting man, um, you know, but I think Tennessee and Clemson are, are, are fighting right there in it. And then, you know, Taiwan Malone hasn't been down here. And, and you know, again, will be a, a weird a recruitment from a standpoint of, you know, he's wanting to play baseball and football, hadn't taken any visits. How's that going to play out over the next month before he uh, announces his pick? Hey, last thing I'll get you out of here. Is there a, a kind of under-the-radar prospect in this class? Do you think the coaching staff is really glad that it was able to find and get committed? Is there a, a player or two, if you want to throw out a couple of names, that might be kind of under the radar for 2021? Well, when when he committed, Demarius McGee was was under the radar. I mean, you know, he I think he was a two-star on, rival, on Rivals. He was a three-star on 24-7. Then all of a sudden, they bumped him to a top 100 player, and then, you know, with the, with the latest rankings coming out, he's going to be a, a top 250 player for rivals. And then uh, Deshaun Rucker, I think Tennessee's very high on him. They like him a lot. The, uh, you know, the nickel safety from Tallahassee. Yep. Uh, they need, they need some help on that side of the ball for sure. 
Find his work, VolQuest.com, and you can hear him on Sundays, as I mentioned, on The Nation, on The Sports Animal, Austin Priceless on Twitter. Austin, I know you're really busy with everything going on with Tennessee. Thanks so much for, uh, for taking some time. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, buddy. So there is still time with Terrence Lewis and Demarius McGee, but you'd rather have them committed than not committed. I'd say that's pretty obvious. And there is still time with Nylon Green, who is nearing his decision. He's a talented cornerback that Tennessee could really use. Tennessee needs more help at linebacker. Tennessee needs more help in the secondary. Tennessee was already heavily pursuing Nylon Green when Demarius McGee was committed. With him not being committed, that creates a void in the secondary. And as Austin was also talking about, you have to wonder about numbers. So Tennessee, where it is right now, is not where it's going to be in a couple of weeks because the Vols probably need to come off a commitment or two to make some room while they are also still trying to add to the class with some of those highly touted players out there like a Nylon Green, like Taiwan Malone. Can they get in there at, at linebacker and do something? What happens with Terrence Lewis, obviously, is still a question mark. So uh, not a not a lot to be done, but there still is some some moving around with this 2021 class with right now 13 days to go before the early signing period coming up on December 16th. That's a three-day signing period. That's also a game week for Tennessee. So that will be a different week for everybody. Pretty much everybody's going to be playing college football that week. At least many teams will be. So uh, what happens over the next couple of weeks will be a juggling act of recruiting, preparing for football games, coaching moves could be happening in the next few weeks. There is a lot. Tennessee is still getting ready for Florida this upcoming week. And of course, what Tennessee does on the field could play some kind of impact on how recruits view Tennessee here in the next couple of weeks. Coming up, Jeremy Pruitt talks about Harrison Bailey. He talks about freshmen who have made some kind of jump or at least improvement over the last few weeks. That will be in our freshman focus coming up next right here on Football Futures. It's presented by Twin Peaks. My name's Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, the sports and Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures here on the Sports Animal. My name is Josh Ward. Remember, you can always go back and check out any episode of this show, really any show, in the podcast section of the WNML app. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, too. Sam Foreman is producing the show, does a great job of getting the show up for you after it finishes each and every week. Quick programming note, by the way. Football Futures will be coming on Monday nights at 7 o'clock starting next week. So each Monday from 7 until 7.30 through the second signing period in February, you can catch Football Futures talking football recruiting and also the future of Tennessee's football program, which of course has all kinds of questions right now with what's going to happen. But the focus right now is trying to get better on the field, trying to play better against Florida, hoping that that will help in recruiting. And this week, Tennessee will maybe be relying on more freshmen, or at least freshmen in bigger roles. At quarterback, Harrison Bailey will be playing, and I think has a good chance to start on Saturday. Kevon Bennett was dismissed from the team earlier this week. He was maybe Tennessee's best pass rusher. So in his place, Tennessee might be relying on Tyler Barron, Morvin Joseph. Bryson Eason is another freshman at linebacker who's been talked about this year. So there will be more opportunity for young players, Roman Harrison, would be on that list as well, a second-year pass rusher. But back to the quarterback position, Harrison Bailey's going to play. We know that. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said on the SEC Coaches Teleconference 
on Wednesday when he was asked about Harrison Bailey. Will he get the nod to start for Tennessee against Florida this week? Uh, Harrison will definitely play Saturday. Uh, to what extent, we've not decided yet. What makes you think he's he's ready for an expanded role now? You know, I feel like the three games that he's played in, uh, obviously the situations uh, were probably favorable to him at the time, uh, you know, based off the score. But I thought he handled himself really well. He continues to improve. Uh, so, you know, it, the, the more practice time that he gets, uh, you know, uh, probably the more comfortable he is in, in the system and his surroundings and uh, the people around him. And that practice time has to be a factor. He's played in some games too. But two months ago, we were talking about Harrison Bailey not having much of a role at all in practice. And that had to work against him having an opportunity. So when Tennessee needed a number two quarterback, it was JT Shrout, then it was Brian Maurer, and then came Harrison Bailey's opportunity. Now you could come back and say, well, he should have gotten more of an opportunity in practice months ago. And I wouldn't really argue against that idea, but that's where Tennessee is right now. So Harrison Bailey... He played against Kentucky. He played against Arkansas. He played against Auburn, and he's had more practice time. Tennessee's had multiple bye weeks that popped up that were unexpected, and maybe Harrison Bailey and some of the other freshmen we'll talk about in a moment could benefit from that. So the freshman focus this week will very much be centered on Harrison Bailey with him playing against the Gators on Saturday. And I said at the beginning of last week, and nothing's changed my mind, that I would start Harrison Bailey this week. I would see what he can do. I know that Florida's a good team. It's not a great defense that scares you. A couple of weeks ago, Vanderbilt started a freshman in Ken Sills, and he performed well. He threw for more than 300 yards against Florida's defense and came out on fire. They played really well early in that game, and that doesn't mean that Harrison will on Saturday, but I, I wouldn't look at Florida and say, man, against, uh, against that Gators team, you can't play a freshman quarterback. We've already seen that you can. Tennessee offensively just needs to be better, and Harrison needs to be prepared. I'm not going to guarantee one way or the other how he will play, but I just I wouldn't be afraid of Florida. Last week, obviously, there was no reason to be afraid of Vanderbilt, so I think it's a good opportunity now that you've had more preparation time to give Harrison Bailey an opportunity, see how he can play, and see if there's something to build on to close out this season and then, of course, to apply to the future. And the future at quarterback is very much to be determined as Austin Price and I talked about last segment. It could be Harrison Bailey starting next year. It could be Caden Salter. He's going to come in in January and at least compete to be Tennessee starter. He's going to compete in that quarterback room. I don't know exactly how he'll factor in, but we'll find out. And Tennessee could go after a grad transfer. There's a lot of talk of McKenzie Milton among Tennessee fans today, but I bet his name is coming up with a lot of fan bases today with him announcing that he is going to transfer from UCF now that he has recovered from the really devastating knee injury he suffered a couple of years ago. So Harrison Bailey, he is the leadoff in the freshman focus, but what about over the last few weeks? Who else has stood out to Jeremy Pruitt? This is what he said when he was asked by Jimmy Himes. Hey, who's maybe improved the most the last few weeks among the freshman class? Well, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, I, I see a guy like Dee Beckwith uh, who – basically missed the entire camp uh that is you know and he, he's starting to uh gain confidence in the position that he's playing you know he's a guy that in high school played all over a guy like jimmy calloway and jimmy holiday two guys that played a lot of quarterback in high school that are now um you know playing wide receiver uh Keyshawn lawrence 
uh, is another guy that really played safety in high school and, and, and wide receiver that <clears throat> kind of bounced around a little bit for us early in the season just based off numbers. Uh, but getting him honed into a position, Omari Thomas is another guy, Jabari Smalls. We've had we've had lots of guys that, to me, continue to improve. Uh, I'm really excited about the growth of this freshman class and, and, and our sophomores, too. I think we have uh, 50 freshmen and sophomores on our roster, uh, and very few of them have ever experienced spring ball. So every day that we get to go out, they work hard to improve. Uh, got great attitudes, and it's good to see. So you like hearing that from Jeremy Pruitt, and he named off a number of young players, a number of freshmen there who have developed as the season has gone along and have improved. And when we saw Tennessee against Auburn, we saw some of the young receivers get more of an opportunity. I would be trying to test Florida secondary this week with Jalen Hyatt. I would be trying to see if the young players on offense that have speed, that have athleticism, if they can make a play, take a shot, see if you can get them the ball and see if they can break some tackles and make a few guys miss and pick up a, a big chunk play. I don't see why you wouldn't, especially if you've had a little extra time for those guys. So that's something I think to at least pay attention to this upcoming week. And of course, there is the COVID unknown going into this game. We don't know exactly who has been affected in quarantine the last couple of weeks and how that has affected everything that they've been able to do in practice. But overall, Tennessee, which obviously has a lot to work on, has had a little extra time to work on things. So would you have preferred to play games as opposed to have to start, stop, start, stop? I would think so. But if you're making the most of extra practice time and extra preparation time, maybe that's something that Tennessee could benefit from. And it's something that Eric Gray talked about, Tennessee's sophomore running back earlier this week. The extra time off that they've had, it's been weird not being able to play games week in and week out. But what about making the most of the opportunity that's been given to them? This is what Eric Gray said. You know, it's tough not to be out there playing, watching all these guys play and not being able to play. But it has also been a great way for people to, um, you know, get back fresh, get back healthy, you know, playing this SEC schedule. Some guys getting banged up. So to be able to get back fresh and those guys that are in contact tracing, they're still being able to, you know, work out a little bit on their own and still be ready to they come back on Friday to be ready to play on Saturday. Tennessee sophomore running back Eric Grace. We'll see on Saturday if Tennessee has made the most of the last two weeks if Tennessee shows some signs of improvement as there were some against Auburn a couple of weeks ago Tennessee just needed to be better and we'll see if the Vols can be better because Florida is maybe the second best team Tennessee will play this season behind Alabama and you probably remember how that game went to close out today's show I want to get you caught up on where things stand with Tennessee in the recruiting rankings especially with a couple of commitments dropping off the list the last week or so with uh, Demarius McGee and Terrence Lewis. So Tennessee has dropped back, which you would expect. The Vols right now are at 25 commitments in the 2021 class. If you look at the 247 Sports Composite ranking, Tennessee ranks 14th in the nation. And among SEC schools, that leaves Tennessee at number five in the conference, just ahead of Texas A&M. Tennessee is ranked 14th nationally. Texas A&M is ranked number 15. Then you have Arkansas at number 20, just looking for SEC schools. Auburn is way back at number 40 with only 12 commitments in the class. If you look at the average player ranking, Tennessee drops back a little bit on that list as Texas A&M is a 90.51. Tennessee is at 89.16. If you look at last year's class, so trying to compare how Tennessee is doing this year versus last year, Tennessee is behind what it finished with last season. Last year, 
in the 2020 class, Tennessee had the 10th ranked recruiting class in the country, according to the composite, with an average player rating of 89.91. As I mentioned, this year's average player rating is 89.16. Tennessee has obviously been hurt by what's happened on the field this fall. There's no way around that. And we knew back in the spring and during the summer that Tennessee would still need to show better results on the field. And I, I didn't anticipate them being this bad. I don't know anybody that really did. But that's where Tennessee is. So Tennessee had hoped to be able to add some big-time names during the season like Amarius Mims or Smile Munden, Terry Ingram Dawkins, and they have committed elsewhere. All of those guys, in fact, have committed to Georgia. Now, Mims is still going to announce an official decision while he's committed to Georgia Alabama and Tennessee have continued to be in the picture. But if I had to guess that there's one school that could pull him away, it would more likely be Alabama, which is not that bold of a thought considering where Alabama is and where Tennessee is. But obviously, Tennessee has had a tough time on the field, and that's probably caused some recruits, Terrence Lewis and Demarius McGee, and maybe some others who are currently committed keeping an eye on what's going on with Tennessee. It's caused them to at least ask some questions, I mean, realistically. And and other schools, of course, are obviously using it against Tennessee on the recruiting trail. That's why the Saturday is important. That's why these next three games, assuming Tennessee plays them all, will be important for Tennessee to try to show something to prospects. And also, Caden Salter did reaffirm his commitment. That's really good. Miles Campbell went on Twitter. So did Dylan Brooks and a few others saying, I'm sticking with my commitment to Tennessee. So that's a good thing. But if you're looking at Tennessee's program, and if you want to go back to the comments Jeremy Pruitt made a few weeks ago about trying to close the gap well losing highly touted prospects losing top 100 guys two weeks before signing day is not exactly how you do it so right now Tennessee is behind where it wants to be Tennessee has time to make some of that ground up but time is also ticking on this 2021 class I will be back on Monday with another episode of football futures at seven o'clock the show is presented by Twin Peaks each and every week and remember you can always go back and listen to football futures to keep up with what's going on with Tennessee football recruiting thank you for hanging out tonight on football futures presented by Twin Peaks my name's Josh Ward have a great rest of your evening this is 99.1 the sports analyst